grab some tea, get comfy, and get ready to kiki with Karyatu while we figure out how to laugh at the past, learn lessons in the present, and live for our future while loving every part of the process. Hey y'all, so today, um, if you're listening, then you've probably seen that I've had some interesting news to share lately. I just released my first set of graduation pictures, and if you already know me personally, then you know that it's a shock because I graduated from high school just three years ago, um, meaning that I shaved off a year of my college experience. So just for background purposes, just in case you don't already know who I am, my name is Kariatu Jallo, and I am a graduating senior, multimedia journalism and psychology student from Prince George's County, Maryland, studying at North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. To this day, that's still a mouthful. <laughs> but yeah, so today I kind of just wanted to address all of the questions that I'm sure um, some people have in regard to how I ended up graduating in three years, why, and all of the things in between. So I'm gonna start from the beginning and try to tell the story um, to the best of my ability. So in 2017, it was time for me to make a decision on where I wanted to further my education. Cause I wasn't a person that didn't think college was for them. School is something that I don't hate um, and something that I'm good at. So I know I wanted to go to school. However, I knew I wanted to go to Howard. So that was end all be all for me. Applying to other schools was like, oh, that's cute. But I knew ultimately I wanted to end up on the yard at Howard University. That's just what I knew growing up. But life happened and um, long story short, I was humbled because I didn't get in. I was way too um, lackadaisical when it came to my application process and that definitely came back around and changed everything for me. So now I had to figure out, okay, what do we do next? So I got some on-site admissions at you know college fairs and things like that. And when I applied, I only applied to um, mostly HBCUs. The only PWI I applied to was Towson University. And for some reason, my mom just knew that wouldn't be a good fit for me. So that quickly just went out of my, <laughs> my mind. Um, I'm from PG, like I mentioned before, and I didn't really want to go to any schools that were in state. Towson was the closest that I would have ended up. So I applied to like Clark Atlanta, Spelman, just the top HBCUs, and A&T happened to be one of them. Um, so I had applied to A&T, and after getting on-site admissions, getting my Howard rejection, A&T was the first school that sent me an acceptance in the mail. And I remember just that feeling of just being wanted and it's just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I had went ahead and um, applied as a psychology student and I'll go into a little bit later how making that decision was kind of difficult as well. Um, but I was just excited. I was over the moon and I felt validated again. So from then on, I just cling to the idea of being an Aggie. So I started doing my research, watching YouTube videos. My friend um, Kalima, my really close friend, she started to think, oh, I might want to go there too. I had other friends in my high school that was like, oh, I want to go there too. Then to top all of that off, my very best friend, Yasmin, was like, yeah, I think I want to go to a &T. So now I'm just thinking this is just going to be great. So I was excited. However, that excitement wasn't always there because I come from a West African background. My family is from Sierra Leone. Both my parents were born and raised there and they have a different way of thinking about a lot of things. My parents didn't finish um, college, so I was first generation. My parents didn't have just the opportunities that I had and I understood that very young. 
So for me, I kept that in the back of my head and I tried to be as patient as, as possible through the process. Um, but it, it gets hard, it gets real. And if you're listening and you've grown up in a home where um, your family isn't always as supportive early on, it's kind of difficult. Especially for me, I'm super close to my parents. My mom is my best friend. I call my father my twin. Um, and I really valued their opinions. However, I still knew that I had to make the decision that was best for me. So it was difficult having those conversations saying, hey, not only am I going to college, not only am I um, going out of state, but I'm also going to do something that isn't as secure as you might want me to to do, if that makes sense. So typically you'll hear, you know, we want you to go out and we want you to do something in the STEM field. And for me, although STEM was cool, I was in a science and technology program in high school. I was on the engineering track. I wasn't failing. I was very successful in it, but I wasn't happy. I was just existing in, um, in those things. So I wanted to make sure that for the rest of my life, I wasn't just existing. I was actually living a life that I wanted to live. So I knew that I had to, you know, have those difficult talks and say, hey, look, I know this is what you might have expected out of me, but this is really what I want to do. And I kind of just had to make that decision. So I went ahead and applied as a psychology student, got in into the psychology program, and that was it. I also had an acceptance at Hampton University. And with Hampton, we actually took a family like tour. So we visited as a family, myself, my parents, and um, two of my siblings. So we went and my mom fell in love with the campus. That was also the only school that we did something like that for. We didn't go visit a and I had never seen a and My first time stepping foot on campus was orientation. So I didn't have that same experience. Um, so it was kind of, it was kind of difficult. My mom fell in love with Hampton. That's really where she wanted me to go. Um, and when I decided against it, she was upset. <laughs> she didn't talk to me for a little bit, but she got over it because we're graduating now, honey. And now she's just over just the moon about all my accomplishments. But it was difficult. The process wasn't really fun for me. And then also I was the one kind of figuring things out. So when it came to filing for financial aid and all of those things, it was my responsibility because I'd always been just that mature daughter that kind of just took care of things. So that's what it was. And it was hard. It was definitely hard, but it all um, ended up being worth it. So fast forward to me getting to AMT. During orientation, we had this guy that was guiding us through how to create our schedules and things like that. So they looked at our transcripts and saw that I had been enrolled in dual enrollment from my sophomore year of high school up until my senior year. So I had taken a couple of classes and I came into college with about 12 to 15 credits. So I knew that I could potentially graduate early, but I was only thinking it was gonna be like, you know, maybe a semester early. So that wasn't really at the top of my to-do list in life was to figure out how you were gonna get out of here soon. I wasn't really thinking about that. I just knew that it would give me a little bit of wiggle room when it came to the classes that I had to take. So the guy was telling me like, oh yeah, your transcript looks nice. You have experience with creating a college schedule. Let me show you how to use our portal and all those types of things. I was like, okay. Um, I didn't have to retake any of the classes that were general ed courses that um, I had already taken at PGCC, which is Prince George's County Community College. Did that process, got my schedule, and I was ready to start, or so I thought. <laughs> 
So throughout that summer, I didn't really have time to sit and plan because I was in a pageant. Luckily, I was able to become successful in that pageant process and win the title of Miss Junior ASA, but that was something that kept all of my time and energy. So my mom was the one doing the shopping for my dorm. All of that excitement that I was supposed to be feeling, I kind of had to divide between, oh, you're in a pageant, be excited, work hard, or oh, you about to be in college, you should be excited and looking forward to working hard. But that was definitely difficult as well. I'll never forget coming to school in August. I just didn't know how to feel. I was definitely excited. I was grateful to be in such an amazing place. Our campus is beautiful. Um, I'm around all of these amazing Black people, Black families, and I felt good about that, but I also just felt so underprepared. I was just like, what am I about to do here? Like, I went from being so heavily invested in extracurricular activities, all types of stuff throughout high school. I was chair captain, modeling here, doing this, doing that, class president, and I come back to being, you know, at the bottom of the food chain. It's like you're a freshman again. That's humbling. <laughs> so I don't know what, I, I was kind of just blank. Then with that blankness and with me not being able to leave home at home when I first transitioned to school, I was just in a dark place. I wasn't going out. I wasn't meeting people. I was barely talking, which is so not like me. And it just took a toll on me mentally and physically. I started to gain weight, so that freshman 15 came from not even just me eating a lot, but me just eating poorly. I would eat, sleep, go to class. That was pretty much my life, my routine. I would try to get out and have fun, but I just felt a disconnect. I didn't really feel connected to anything or anyone on campus. So in my head, I'm like, I'm not coming back here. I'm going back home. I'm gonna try again for Howard, and that's just gonna be it. I don't like it here. I'm leaving. So that was my mindset going home in December for the first time. That's another thing. My parents, I don't know if they was trying to get back at me or what, but they would not come get me or like let me come home. I didn't come home until Thanksgiving. Then again in December for winter break. Y'all, I saw everybody going home for the weekends and so I'm like, y'all not gonna, okay, cool. My mom was like, no, stay there. Do what you're supposed to do. Yada, yada, yada. That was just a little sad story. I'm still a little hurt about that. <laughs> but it definitely built character. So I came home in December and I had to really just sit with myself and say, hey, okay, you can't give up. You're not a quitter. Give it one more shot. Try again. And then I also went through another major transition in my life where the person that, you know, you think that, oh, this is end all be all, that puppy love. I had to let them go in order for me to grow. And God just, God showed me that real quick. So instead of ignoring red flags, I kind of just finally set myself free. And you never really know that there's an anchor pulling you down until you release yourself of that thing. And then you feel so much freer. I felt like a load was lifted off of me. And that's not to speak to that person's character or anything. I still have a great um, friendship and bond with them. But where God was trying to take me, they couldn't come with me. And that was hard to do because we had been, we'd known each other since we were 13. So it's been a long time that was my person, that was my go-to, and now I don't have that. Um, so in my head, I'm thinking this is gonna be terrible, I'm gonna hate this, but it ended up being the best thing that I could have done at that time. And that's when I created my brand and I kept just 
pushing. And I also came to this realization that although I loved psychology, psychology was a little too heavy in regard to the coursework and what you have to do. Cause you know, when you're, and you're learning about the brain and mental health and mental illnesses, it's very heavy. I couldn't be successful as a psychologist when my mental was not right. And that's just how I felt. I felt a disconnect. I didn't want to do research. I didn't want to conduct surveys. I didn't want to learn the, the statistics. I just didn't want to do any of that. We, we don't really talk much in class unless it's like a guided discussion. We don't really get to express our personality because we're dealing with stuff that's so serious. So I made a decision and I decided that I was gonna change my major. And I was not a person coming into college that liked change. So I decided to make that huge change. And I remember telling my mom and she was so excited because she always said that she saw me as a journalist. So I was like, I'm gonna go into journalism and mass communications. It wasn't more so the journalism side that I was interested in, but just the fact that communications is in the name. I like to talk, I'm excited. So I started going through the process. I didn't tell any of my friends. My roommate didn't even know. My roommate, that's like my sister. Shout out to Kalima. Um, Nobody knew what I was doing except for myself. And I tell my mom things first when I like just have an idea because I know that it's going to be a process for her to kind of give me different types of advice and do her own research and all that stuff. And then I'll tell my father after I kind of just want like a stamp of approval. So that's pretty much how it was. My dad asked me a very important question. He said, are you changing majors because you think it's going to be easier or are you doing this because this is really what you want to do? And I was confident in saying, this is really what I think I'm gonna do right now. I have the time, let's do it. So in my head, the idea of graduating early was out the window at this point, because I'm changing my major. So I changed my major and that doesn't go into effect until you know, the following year, which would have been fall semester of my sophomore year. Another transition that was hard for me was work and income. I had been working since I was 15. So now this is the first time that I'm idle and then I'm also not making any money. And I don't like to ask for things. I have like that, that complex about me as well. So that was difficult. I had applied to different jobs around campus and I just hadn't heard anything back. And I was just like, okay, maybe it's not meant to be. But then when I tell y'all my life did a 180 throughout the next couple of months, whew, I came back to school and a week before I came back to school, Housing and Residence Life reopened their resident assistant applications and they created a new position um, which was a desk assistant position. So I went ahead, applied to both because I didn't have anything to lose. And by the end of the first month of school, I had failed at trying to become a cheerleader. They told me, no, cut. I went from being a cheer captain in high school to not making the teams. But it happened for a reason because soon after that, I got interviews for both positions and I was granted both positions. So then I had to make a decision. Do I become an RA, move? Um, live on my own and you know work or do I just be a desk assistant I can stay living with my roommate still make money not as much money I thought about that for a couple of weeks not a couple of weeks probably like a week before I had to make my decision then I decided to be an RA so I had to pack everything up and move to hmm a less appealing <laughs> residence hall but it was one of the best decisions I could have made because it helped me build community you have no choice but to communicate and meet people because you're a resident assistant. Like, you have hundreds of residents, you have a staff, and it was all women. So I had a staff of girls that became my staff sisters. I love them so much. My supervisor was amazing. She's 
I thank God for her so often because she just taught me so much about a lot of things. And from there, um, I was just on cloud nine. I was starting my journalism classes as a Crosby kid. I loved that because I'm just a big kid at heart. I got to talk a lot more, show my personality, meeting so many different creative people. And it was different, so I was intrigued. So when I met my advisor for the JOMC department, he was looking at my transcript and he was from the DMV as well. So we connected on that level. And he was so successful, so amazing. His personality and mine just meshed perfectly. And he saw that I didn't play no games when it came to my education. Whenever I came to our advising sessions, I was telling him, I know this is what they suggest, but this is what I want. I was advocating for myself. So when he saw that in me, he kind of looked and he said, you know, you can graduate early. And I was like, yeah, I know December, but I don't really think I'm gonna do that. He's like, no, you could graduate in May of 2020. I said, how? Like, what you mean? And he walked me through it. He said, listen, hear me out. Is it gonna be uncomfortable? Yes, but can you do it? Absolutely. And he just reassured me that if I was to take a couple of summer classes and maybe one semester where I took 18 credits, then I could do it. And from then on, I was just like, okay, let's do it. I became like his guinea pig, so I would keep him updated. And he ended up um, being granted a better position and um, ended up leaving, but I always kept him in the loop of what was going on. And from then on, I just hit the ground running and I just worked hard. So I only had to take about five classes outside of the regular fall and spring semesters. So I did one class that, that following summer, Abnormal Psychology through PGCC. It transferred over smoothly. And then the following summer, I did two classes in each of the sessions, so four classes total, directly through a and I was working at Nordstrom Rack. They were giving me crazy hours. I was literally in the break room doing quizzes, um, that type of thing. I was working super duper hard, but I was thinking of the bigger picture. My sister Aaliyah is graduating this year as well, which means if I would have stayed and graduated next year, we would have been in undergrad at the same time. And having two kids in college at the same time, that can be a lot, especially financially. I didn't want her to have to limit herself because, well, Carrie's out of state and Carrie's school is expensive and, and all that other stuff. So I just made a decision not only for myself, but keeping my family in mind. So I was just like, you know what? Let's do it. I worked hard. Of course, there's people that are like, why did you rush? You went out rush. And there's the haters that try to act like they're supporting you, but really not. And it's just a lot that comes with it, but you just can't care. My favorite quote says, when you listen to people and you allow people to project their fears onto you, you won't live. And I live by that quote, because that's ultimately what people do in life. When they're giving you advice from a sheltered headspace, it's like they're thinking small. I'm always one to try to push the envelope, think outside the box, advocate for myself, and do what it is that I wanna do. Nothing good comes easy. So if you're listening to this, I don't want you to use this story to compare yourself to, to me and where I'm at. It's not for everybody. Everybody's journey is different. You might be in school longer. You might not go to school. None of that matters. But what I want you all to take out of this is, for one, advocate for yourself. From the very beginning, I was going against what my parents were saying. I was going against what the, the course um, guidelines were saying, curriculum guides, and I created the life that I wanted to live. When I changed my major, I said, you know what? I still love psychology. I made psychology a minor. So I knew what it would sound like saying, hey, yeah, I changed my major my freshman year, picked up a minor. 
Oh, but I graduated in three years. People are gonna think that that's impossible. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says I'm possible, period. I did what it was that I felt like God needed me to do and I had to make some tough decisions to get there. I had to make sacrifices and I just had to really work hard towards something that I wanted. So I encourage all of you, if you've listened thus far, thank you so much. But I encourage you to just do what feels right for you, not for anybody else. Don't try to live up to society's expectations, your family's expectations. Exceed your own expectations and it'll feel so much better. Like right now, I love that everyone's proud of me. I'm sure that by the time I post this, my first set of grad picks will be out and people will be sending me all these nice things. And I'm appreciative. However, nothing feels better than me being genuinely proud of myself. Because I know, and I'm the only one that does know exactly what it is that I went through throughout these past three years. So that's all I have for this episode. Next week, I'm going to be dropping another set of pictures and I'm going to tell you guys the story of well the story that's still being written which is what am I doing next because I know that's the next big question so y'all stay safe stay prayed up and until next time